Welcome to the Not On My Watch podcast, where real-life issues facing the family and the church are addressed with bold and uncompromising truth. It's time to reject the mediocrity of the day, live courageously in the face of danger, and declare, Not On My Watch. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson. Welcome to the special segment of 10 Minutes in the News. I don't even remember the title. Is that right? <laughs> Ten, exactly. Got it right. 10 okay. Minutes in the News where we talk about two articles, 10 minutes, and we go All I know right is it. that it's short and I brought my article. So here we go. Exactly. I'm going to set go. the timer. Right. We hold ourselves to it. And so there we go. Timer. Okay. Timer's on. Here we go. You going first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So the article I brought uh, was uh, titled, Gen Z Suffers from Menu Anxiety When Dining Out with Many Too Scared to Order Their Own Meals. So read this article, and we'll link it in the show notes. So 86% of Gen Zers say that they have menu anxiety when they order. I don't even really know how to like go there. Uh, what do you like? Talk so to me about it because I'm kind of. There's this general feeling of anxiousness when they're ordered. They can't order. So many people are deciding not to go out because of this anxiety. As you read the article, it talks like about. Like literally not going out to eat. Li- li- yeah, they'll just have it brought in or cook at home. Well, but you still have to pick. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm just saying 86%. And they're talking about um, how there's just a general. Obviously, this this generation Gen Z general anxiety are is is a whole lot higher in this generation, and I find the last paragraph to be the most telling. Okay, tell me what last it is. paragraph to be the most telling because so many Gen Zers are anxious, and because so many have trouble in non digital social spaces, even activities as simple as ordering food sometimes becomes things to be avoided. I think this is huge. And here's the thing. Um, this is about the digital age. This is about um, being anxious in, quote, non-digital social spaces. An emerging generation is feeling more anxious when they're not in a digital environment. And I would say I do not fault Gen Z for this. Okay, so... I don't fault may- Gen Z for this. Okay, you want to keep going there? You go, I'm, no, you no, go No, I'm just guessing that like especially through the pandemic because like I had never ordered ahead until I think the pandemic and then I started using my phone to order ahead you know like because they said hey just do the pickup or whatever and mobile order that's what it is like order you know awesome by the way and I like it (laughs) but I can see where it can honestly take away any kind of human Interaction. interaction oh absolutely because you can just order on your app you put all the customizations that you want, mm-hmm. you know, and then you just go in, get it, and you don't even have to look at somebody because it's like your name's on it. In fact, I wonder if people are becoming more or increasingly uncomfortable when somebody looks at them and talks to them because we live in this instant digital society where you're right, you don't have to interact. So I'm guessing this got a lot worse during the pandemic is what, what I'm, I'm trying guessing. to say. And I think I love mobile order, order ahead. But if we can't deal with people face-to-face, that's a scary thing. Yes, yes. So, I don't know. I'm like, is that the reason? Or are people overwhelmed by menus? Because I'm going to tell you, certain restaurants I go to, I'm like, okay, Cheesecake Factory. I like that place. Mm -hmm. But literally, 
so much on the menu. You just got to go right to like, I go right to, I have my staples and that's it. You may be a part of the three in 10 Americans. <laughs> this article says who have menu anxiety. Three in 10. I don't have menu Z, anxiety. Oh, three in 10 no. Americans can experience this menu anxiety. No, there's no way. Cause you asked me what to order. That is correct. I order for you. You are correct. So, you are correct. and I actually worked for somebody. If you're listening, hey, uh, I worked you know for who you, are. you know who you are. I worked for somebody and we would go out to lunch, you know, as a group or different meals. And he would say, just order for me because he's like, I don't, I want to make three decisions a year and this is not one of them. So I see this like as a Gen Z thing, but this could be an, a lot of different areas. Yes. And I'm a good orderer. I honestly, can I just say, if you ordered for me, it would be, I, I wonder if I have my name. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, you need to find the people who know how to order. Mm-hmm. But you know I think order. this isn't about ordering no, food. I think this not. is about not being able to have yeah. a conversation and, and face that's, to face. That's why I brought this. Right. And, and I will say, I don't fault Gen Z. I fault people who are... Um, not pouring in previous generations maybe who are not pouring into the next generation encouraging them to be in settings that may uh, I don't know intimidate them uh, kids need to know how to speak to waiters okay this is going to be a different podcast because yes. we're going into something yes. but I think we need to talk about the fact mm-hmm. that kids need to learn how to talk to adults appropriately. Yes. So like if you have a waiter yeah. or a waitress, you know, and I get it, like sometimes that there's all these special customizations or whatever, you know, it's like I haven't always made my kids like, no, you order for yourself. You know, like sometimes I order for yeah. them, especially if it's like changes to the menu, you know, stuff like that. Like I get it, but What's well, hard we need to be able to non-fat no it mocha extra hot with a pinch of cinnamon in it? Oh my goodness, it you did not so do that. That's extra. Okay, <laughs> so. all right. I think we've hit anyway, the menu. Anxiety. I think we've exhausted. That. Okay, Go so now it. here's my article. Um, yes. Okay, this is was sent to me by some relatives of mine. If you're watching, you know who you are. Okay, um, <laughs> conservative parents are more likely to raise mentally healthy teens. Wow, uh, that's the title. And wow, I think this is like I love this article. This mm. is so huge. Mental health with Gen Zers is just off the charts of importance. And I just want to say to parents, this is so important. Mm-hmm. You've got to to really study this you can't just leave this by the wayside but this article goes into how conservative parents we're not even talking christians we're just talking conservative versus liberal if you look at a political spectrum yeah wow no other factors matter in this study so there was no distinction between um socioeconomic status education um you know like Race, Race, anything yep. like that. Okay, ethnicity, so all yep. ethnicity, all those things were not factors. The factor that made the difference when 3,000 people were surveyed, so that's a pretty big study, yeah. was that it was conservative parents who were raising mentally healthy teens. And the reason they said that was because liberal parents were far more permissive in their parenting style, whereas conservatives had more of a discipline. That's what it was mm-hmm. said. They were uh, the, the important factor was that they had... Uh, discipline also with affection and attentiveness to the children's need. And so I just think that's so, so huge. Um, This whole anything goes is Mm, not going to work. Um, And this permissive parenting style that we have coming up um, and it's gaining Mm -hmm. quite a bit of traction, even within Christian circles of this 
uh, child-led parenting Mm -hmm. is not going to work. And so um, also this study talked about how there's not really a meaningful effort being placed to talk and teach parents how to raise mentally healthy teens. And I'm like, hey, this is not on my watch. Like this is why, why we're here because this is so important. Yes. And one thing I think you mentioned, we were talking before this, that conservative parents feel that they are the ones who take the lead in parenting. Right. So this is this is juxtaposing like liberal yep. parenting, which is very child led. Mm-hmm. So if your child feels like doing something, then they do it. Whereas in a conservative background, this is more mm-hmm. like, no, I, I, I've been down this road. I know wow. I know where we have a trajectory. We have a mm-hmm. goal and we're going to be setting some things up to get there. I, I think that's so important to note. And I said this earlier, but education, um, socioeconomic yes. status, all these things, um, you know, were not the factors in this. That That's a big point to make. Yes. I think that's a huge point to make um, because the role of the parent transcends all of that. You okay. See. Yes. And now this is also was the study was done by Gallup okay. and the Institute for Family Studies. So this is not like, mm. oh, you know, just anywhere out there. This is a reputable um, absolutely like, you know, they yeah. did their research. And so I think it's important to know conservative parents need to stand up and, yep. and like, we are conservative parents. Okay. Yes. That is, and you know, we, we come here at not on my watch, mm-hmm. obviously with conservative, but also with biblical values. Absolutely. And those are not the same at, at all turns, but we need to stand up and say, this isn't, this isn't the trajectory of normal. Like it is not normal to think that all kids have to have mental health struggles. There oh, are we good. need to wow. put things into perspective and stand up and and reject this narrative like oh well this is just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think this this study really hits it here. And so conservative parents get your voices back. Yes, absolutely. Don't be standing yes. here and and just, you know, oh, you know, get your voices back, stand up and don't back down. <laughs> That's good what I say. articles, awesome. Um, hey, and there's yes. 25 seconds left. So we there's, we did less than 10 minutes. We overachieved in this episode. Boom. Boom. Okay. Awesome. So this episode, less than 10 minutes in the news. These two articles yes. will be linked in the comments. So check them out and uh, yes. give us your feedback. Comment, share, let us know. Give us some more articles. We oh, love we to chat. Love. Yes. We're looking for articles each week and we'd love to bring them to, to your attention. So. All right, until next time, we will see you right here on the next episode of the Not On My Watch podcast. Oh, that's the timer. There it is. All right, 10 minutes. See you next time. See you then. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Not On My Watch podcast. You are a watchman for this time and hour. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you listen. If you haven't already, head on over to our website, www.notonmywatch.co for more resources from Jeff and Rochelle. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time on the next episode. But until then, keep watchful.